0: Justin, I know for our intros, we usually uh, like, we talk, we tend to talk about like non video game related things. Um, but video games are on my mind uh, in, in this moment, which I guess is good because it is a video game podcast. But uh, I, I watched a video by Super iPatch Wolf. Do you know him? Are you familiar?
1: That's a pretty cool name. Does, was he a fan of, of Wolf in Smash? Uh,
0: is that a, is that, I'm thinking it's of like, Fox. I'm thinking of
1: this. It's I'm like
0: Falcon. I'm thinking of Captain Falcon.
1: Yeah, but Wolf is—he's like the same as Falcon and Star Fox. It's except he's angry with an eye patch.
0: Oh, perhaps I do not know. I'm being introduced to this character for the first time right now, live. <laughs> Got it. Um, but so he made a video about a video game. It just went up called Fear and Hunger. Uh, is it Fear and Hunger? Is it Hunger and Fear? Fear and Hunger, which is. Um a survival horror dungeon crawler set in a dark and hopeless dungeon of fear and hunger. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's um one of those games that's just miserable. <laughs> oh. And um my question to you is this Are you like do you have any games that are like that if someone asked you like, how was it, you would be like, I hated every second of it. Fuck this game. Ten out of ten, you got to play it. Oh, like I would make someone play it. Not make Uh, someone play, but just just like that. That your general consensus is like, how's the game? Terrible. I hate it. You got to play this thing. You got to see this thing.
1: When I was into Destiny, I think that's the perfect example of it Mm, because mm,
0: when you play Destiny, I
1: don't think you like Destiny. You know. Um Interesting. you you, you kind of just keep going with it cuz you you're you're like oh, god i got to do this again i got to get this weapon i got to do this thing and there's a amount of content at this point i beat oh, i done i already did this raid a thousand times mm-hmm. uh so i think that would be my first initial thing that it's like such a love hate relationship with it that it's like hard to recommend to people to get into but like once you've been in there long enough you're kind of stuck with it that would be my first thing that comes to my mind second thing that comes to my mind Resident Evil 4 Cause I don't like that game, but like, I can understand why people like it. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) You know, like I I think like Resident Evil two remake is, is like that for me as well. Just like that idea of like, it's horrific and terrifying. You got to play it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not, not great. Yeah. Yeah. Cause for me, it's, it's something like returnal. I think really does that for me where Mm -hmm. it's like, it is such a frustrating like experience that like kind of brings you to your knees, but like, that's the point, you know what I mean? Of, of like that, When it all slips away, it's like, oh, my gosh, I hate this game. I love this game. You got to play it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, there's
1: like a lot of old um, Super Nintendo games that I just have Mm. a bunch of nostalgia for that I don't think are good games at all. But it's like one of those things like I hate this. I hate it. But you got to play it. And one of them that comes to my mind is the Dennis the Menace game. Um, (laughs) And allegedly there's there's more than one level for this Super Nintendo game. Allegedly, like there's like a, a place outside of the first level, but there's just this house that is filled with all these menacing things. And I probably play that house, you know, hundreds of times growing up and only a few times you get to Mr. Wilson upstairs. He tries to like strangle you, like literally strangles you. Oh, I
0: see him. I see yeah. him in this. It's,
1: it's frightening. It's frightening. Um, but I like never knew what to do, but like I couldn't like stop playing it. And that there's also a home alone game, very similar vibe mm. to that, that I played like a lot. Um, but I guess you're asking more for like the thing that you're afraid of it, that you're so afraid of the game or not
0: not necessarily like fear, but just like a game that is so like effect, it it is so effective at making you feel bad, but like, that's the point of the game. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like I would, like I would also say like something like the shining in my opinion is a movie that I did not enjoy watching, but I don't think the point of the shining is to walk away being like, I loved it yeah it's to be like that was very effective and scary you know
1: yeah yeah um souls games are like that aren't they
0: oh yeah 100%. you know like that thing
1: about like how it's the frustration about the the you know you knocking your head against something till you 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 blast through it that you finally uh can do it um i think uh, also when i first played morrowind uh, I'll go oh, back to yeah. that. Like that was one of those games that it's kind of a janky mess and it kind of doesn't work. But like at that time it was like, there's something about it. I just keep coming back to it. I can't stop. Um, uh, but I think that's like part of games. And I think specifically old games have a, a a lot of that feeling that kind of like frustration, like this is really hard and there doesn't seem to be like a way out of it, but you keep playing it and you get a little bit better each time. I mm-hmm. think games have just gotten better at making that a little bit more accessible in some cases, but, um, this Fear and Hunger game, what do you do in it? Is it just like a.
0: So it's an RPG. Uh, it, it seems it reminds me a little bit of Darkest Dungeon.
1: Oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah.
0: Where your goal is to rescue someone from this dungeon. Um, but it it's deeper than that. Like there's like a lot of layers to it. And it's like horrific and, and terrible. And like there are a lot of instant death things that can happen to you. Um, and just like waste your time. Like you can waste your time if um if you don't know what's going on um uh, but it's the sort of game where like the the ca- like the capital is like the knowledge of how to beat it and like how to play it yeah um yeah. where like in this this video this super High Patch wolf video does a really good job like giving you the, the rundown of it um where they, they he talks about like um how you get in a fight with these wolves at the beginning and they kill you instantly and every single time that you restart a run they just kill you instantly, and it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do about this? And like the the game is teaching you that, hey, fighting monsters is not like there are going to be a lot of enemies that you simply cannot deal with that you'll have to figure out workarounds um, for. Uh, uh, or like um, he talks about how like you you can investigate like a toilet like because it's, it's like set in like medieval times, so yeah, It's like, yeah, yeah. like old timey toilets, and it's like you can investigate it and it gives you the option to like crawl inside, and so if you do that you just get stuck down there and then if you like investigate, if you like investigate the hole up op- it basically just says like perhaps coming down here was a mistake yeah and, and it's agree. just it's like just knowledge of don't do that you know and, and it's it's a hard sell right like that sounds terrible to me <laughs> like, like no thanks like a game that's just like really punishing and cruel and stuff like that like no thank you um but there is something to those sorts of games that that uh given the right circumstances i can get a lot out of you oh, know yeah yeah any, um, cause any that's any, the point t- anytime there's
1: a frustration that you can overcome i think it's a great game that could that can do that like it's an yeah. achievable frustration or they teach you through frustration um <laughs> about how not to jump in the toilet which yeah i've learned that before
0: <laughs> yeah me too it's hitbox <laughs> Welcome back to Hitbox episode number 143. You're probably listening to this and noticing that uh, the feed is a little different this week. That's because we decided that we wanted to um, have our Star Wars Jedi Survivor spoiler cast um, available for everyone as opposed to just our uh, deluxe Patreon producers. Um and uh so we're, we're splitting this week's episode I- into two parts uh one part here where we're going to talk about the news where we're talking about things like Redfall killing phil spencer's vibes the playstation showcase that's rumored to be on the horizon and um the fact that zelda's coming out this week uh, we're gonna talk about all that and more in this episode uh where we are not going to really talk about uh, star wars jedi survivor instead all that conversation is going to be relegated to a secondary episode um that you'll also see in the feed but uh, we might do just like a general review of it at the very top, but that's mostly going to be a like spoilers, spoiler discussion. It's five out of five from you? 9.3 nine point, nine point out of 10. 9.3 out of 10. Uh, 7 out of 10 for me. Um, it's it's good. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so there you go. So then I guess the, the spoiler episode will just be spoilers. Um, I'm going to tell you all about how uh, Luke Skywalker gets his hand chopped off.
1: I could not believe when uh-huh. Jar Jar Binks showed yeah. up. And he somehow had three arms.
0: It's wild because he's such an unpopular character that they'd bring him back. But
1: yeah, I know. <laughs> but it was like one of those jokes when he just, he just comes back and he starts charging you, and Cal's like, "Don't make me do this." And then,
0: yeah, instantly cuts him in half. Instantly, it was, it was grisly because he starts screaming too. He's like, "Misa, my Misa legs. How could you? Yeah. How could you say so do this?" Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so so that's what's going on with these episodes. Uh, so we're gonna get into the news here in a minute. Before we do, Justin. How are you? My my wonderful friend and co-host Justin Makovich, how are you?
1: I'm sick of fast oh. food management.
0: Oh. Are you playing Diner and Dash? Are you no. playing, Krusty playing Crab Cook Off? I'm, I'm playing the game of life.
1: Oh. I got yelled at by a woman at Taco Bell, a manager oh. at Taco Bell, saying I lied because I got I got home and my food was sopping wet, like disgusting, fell out of wrappers, and I took it back. And then she's like, you got it wet. And I was like, no, I didn't. She's like, it's raining out. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't like standing out in the rain for an hour. So I got yeah, it, was, it was like a thing. She was yelling at me. She was like swearing in the back at people about me. And I'm just standing there be like, can I get a refund? And I got the refund. And then today I went to Wendy's. And this is something I'm going to tell everyone about this. And I yeah. hope it brings down Wendy the corporation. Okay. So if you go to Wendy's and you order a junior hamburger, but get it a burger build style. You can get a Junior Hamburger with lettuce, tomato, and, and uh, onion, right? You can get those things added on top of the hamburger, okay. which is cheaper than if you get the Junior Cheeseburger Deluxe. It's like, I think, 50 cents cheaper, so it saves you a little bit of money to do that. Sure. So i ordered that. The person puts it in. I pull around to the front, and they're like, all right, your total is 730 whatever, and i was like that's not what you said before and they're like oh yeah we changed those junior hamburgers to the junior cheeseburger deluxe and just took the cheese off and i was like listen it's not what i ordered i had a burger it's not what I ordered
0: it's not it's not the same price
1: and then the guys immediately like uh gets the manager involved and the manager to be fair this one wasn't yelling and screaming at me but mm-hmm. like i was like you put it in like i saw what the price was it was a thing in your system i want that burger and yeah. then they're like, well, no. And I was like, then why do you even have the burger bill? I've done this before. It's not my first time doing it. And they're like, well, that's for like a Baconator, Double Baconator, Triple Baconator. Uh-huh. And by the time he said Quad Baconator, I just drove off. I didn't even eat my Wendy's. I didn't even pay oh, for really? it. Oh, really? just
0: dipped? He just dipped? Yeah,
1: well, I, like, I'm, the manager's arguing with me politely, by the way. So this, yeah. this was a polite one. Wasn't swearing at me. But let me tell you, I want everyone listening to this to go yeah. to a Wendy's, get a junior hamburger, burger build, save some money, fight the man, Wendy's doesn't need that money.
0: It's true. Take as many ketchup packets as you can. Oh
1: yeah. Just grab take them all. As many
0: forks, knives and spoons.
1: If they have one of those pumps, you can just like take the bag or the box of ketchup yeah, out of the inside pump. Of it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really te- teach or, like, them a bring lesson. your
0: water bottle and just fill that up with ketchup. <laughs> it's fucking (laughs) gross uh let's talk about (laughs) uh, let's talk about the news i I already sort of gave you a preview of what's coming up before we get into uh everything though i just want to give you a quick reminder that you can join our discord server the link to that is in the description of this episode you can support us on patreon like jay nolton like dave parker do um they are our deluxe podcast producers every single week they get an additional 30 minute bonus episode today we're doing a let's play of redfall to really talk about like what the hell's going on in there we're gonna be talking about it a little bit later but um so just, it's kind of unbelievable. <laughs> like, uh, uh, we're going to be get, getting deep into that. So, um, look forward to that. If you so choose to be a deluxe Patreon producer, that's $3 or just a regular podcast producer. That's $1 on our patreoncom slash hitbox pod. You can follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod Um, and make sure to rate this episode in your podcast player of choice. That does a lot for us. And it makes me very happy and you wouldn't want to see me sad. Would you, I guess rather hear me cause you're not actually seeing me. Um, Justin, let's talk about the games that came out this week. What do you think? Let's do it! Metacritic Roundup Two games in the Metacritic Roundup this week. The first that I want to just touch on very briefly... Is, uh-oh, is it on Metacritic? Uh-oh, it is. Darkest Dungeon 2. I, oh! Weirdly enough, briefly message uh, mentioned this at the top of this episode here. Um... Uh, when talking about fear and hunger. But Darkest Dungeon 2 uh, is the sequel to Darkest Dungeon 1, uh, which is a dungeon crawler that's about t- being sad <laughs> and managing your uh, your party sanity meter while, um, while diving deeper into dungeons full of horrors and the like. Uh, right now, it's only out on PC, uh, although I, I think that there are some console versions coming eventually. I know that I have Darkest Dungeon 1 on the Switch, where I played it for about 30 minutes. I went... No, thank you. <laughs> I said, no thanks. <laughs> I remember um, that was one
1: of the games when you bought your Switch that you was were looking at. When, yeah, one of the three. Uh, Breath of the Wild yep. was one. The other one was Mario.
0: Night in the Woods. Night in the Woods. Okay. And then Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I played it on the plane for, I think, because I, I bought my Switch to go when I, when I studied abroad. Um, I played it on the plane for, I think, like I said, 30 minutes, and I said, you know, Maybe I don't want this. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe this isn't uh what I want to do. It's a it's a rogue uh uh where you you form a party of of random adventurers who all get horrific mental status effects and stuff like that. Um but it scored an 81 on PC. The game is out at this point. I think it's been in early access or something like that, but the 1.0 version of it is out and it scored an 81. Justin, is this your kind of game?
1: No no uh you said roguelike that gets me scared hard uh with randomness that also gets me scared like it's to a point right if i'm correct like you could like be like doing really well and then you just get a bad roll of dice and then all your characters die
0: yep and then randomly one guy will like like contract like insanity or madness and just like kill everyone else
1: yeah yeah that's that's not it for me um I can get why some people like that, like that, just the randomness of it. But, you know, even if I'm playing like, you know, if I were to, to play like Dungeons and Dragons, you want the DM to be on your side. <laughs> like, you don't want them to be in there. They'll be like, and then the dragon comes in and kills everyone. I actually had a uh, campaign when I used to play in middle school um, and I was like uh, a half dragon cur- remove cursed or something like that. So I was like a an, a demigod. I couldn't be killed except, if this wizard came and cast this remove curse spell on me and I was being so annoying to our party that the DM was just like, you know what? We got to, we got to stop this. So I, <laughs> we got to stop this. So he had a wizard come in and kill me. Um, I didn't play much after that, but, um, yeah, no, this is like masochism, the video game. And I can't play that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This pairs well with, um, fear and hun- hunger. Yeah. Yeah. Fear and yeah. hunger, love and thunder. Ooh. Darkest dungeon too. Yeah. No. um yeah i'm probably i'm not gonna touch this um, <laughs> yeah but, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad gl- for people because i know that people do love darkest dungeon um so i'm glad for them that they. Yeah, gonna this sequel. must have been
1: ineligible for us to draft because it was uh in early access
0: i'm guessing i don't remember when early access started but that sounds about
1: because right. i would have i would have easily picked this up thinking that it would have scored similar to what it did yeah at some um, point but good score, 81 good good score good game what's Sek- what e- yeah, there's nothing worse that like this has to be the the worst game on the Metacritic today, right? Because we have a, a, a Microsoft first party game that we're going to talk about again, aren't we?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess so. So last week we talked about Redfall, um, but we like. The, the reviews had just dropped and we hadn't had the chance to play it or anything like that. Um, and so we, I don't know, like I, I sort of like in editing, I listened to it and I was like, wow, we really were kind of stunned into silence about this game. Because um, <laughs> like, it was like 30 minutes before we started recording that these reviews started dropping. Um, and uh, so now like it seems like all of the big publications have the reviews out and, and like like I said, we've had the chance to read them and play it and, and all that sort of stuff. On Xbox Series X, it scored a 57 and on PC it has scored... Metacritic's loading a 55. Um, so this has not been received. Well, we, again, we talked about it last week a little bit. Um, but I think that it is pretty clear why, uh, people haven't, didn't, don't like this very much. Um, uh, everyone's saying that the open world is is just dead and uninteresting. that um, the solutions to the problems that the game presents you with are not interesting in the way that Arkane's games um, have traditionally been. The loot grind for the game is kind of nonsensical and not very fun. The shooting doesn't feel very good because the enemy AI is pretty terrible and um, that the world just doesn't feel very good to play. I don't know if anyone's really said anything like I mean there are a handful of decently positive reviews here. Um, but I, I would say that most of the things that people say in in them are um kind of vague, like just a rich, beautiful open world, uh, multitude of weapons. Like I guess I guess that there's a multitude of weapons, but is that a pro? You know what I mean? Like, um So Justin, you've played Redfall. Yeah, yeah, played it I've for played Redfall almost three hours. I've played for about two hours.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Tell me, did they get it right with this one? 57 and a 55? Hot take. Redfall, better than
1: the medium. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's not better than the medium. Wait a second, Peter. The way you're looking, is it better than the medium?
0: No, it is worse than the medium.
1: How significantly are you saying that? Is it like a little thing or like a definite?
0: No, I would say, I would say that like the reason I don't like the medium is because I don't like the choices they made mm-hmm. for the medium. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like, but it's it's still, I think, like I, I I can understand why people like it. Uh Redfall, I think that every choice was wrong. <laughs> like I think I think that like at, like when I play this, it to me, it feels like a game that just simply I know pe- like, people say this a lot. This to me feels like a game that isn't finished. That that just like that the ideas aren't like, fully done, fully baked and fully fleshed out. Like, the world feels really bad to explore. The enemy, feel, the AI feels broken. I mean, like, there's bugs and stuff, I guess, whatever. Not a huge issue, necessarily. But, like, I mean, the amount of bugs that happen and, like, the bugs that do happen, I think... Like, to me, this game feels like it's it's a pre-release version. But what do you think? Like, I I...
1: I've read a lot of complaints and, like, criticisms of it, and I, to be honest, I, like, I don't want to be this person. Like, I really don't think it's, like, the worst fucking game I've ever played.
0: Um,
1: And if you asked me to name the worst game in the world, I don't think I could think of it right now, but I don't yeah. think it is the worst game in the world. I think it's been playable, and I have not not enjoyed my three hours with it. Um, you,
0: wait, you have you so you have
1: enjoyed your 3 hours with it? I have. Like I I've, I've, I I've hmm. I when I so the worst part of the game, the band-aid you're going to have to rip off if you have any hope of getting through this game is the first 30 minutes. Um oh, basically bad. there's this lead up to uh this part where you get uh, fuck the spoilers. Uh, there's a there's firehouse no you have to liberate, no right? Everything that happens before that like you liberate the firehouse is pretty bad. Um and like it's just I don't even know if like the game itself is like I think this is what they were going for. This had to be a choice they made pretty early on with a lot of this stuff. Um so you start the game off with this kind of weird animated cutscene, which stylistically it's fine, right? Like whatever if that's the style they go to. But yeah. it screams to me low budget cutscene.
0: It's like it's like all like still images and like it's it looks yeah. like concept art that they just are sort of. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um and it's kind of incoherent a little bit right okay good uh and then you get to this like thing when you're on a boat that apparently crashed because they explained it sort of not really in the cutscene that you're just like on the ground with your character and like you're waking up and you see like two vampires sucking on some dead bodies and then this weird lady comes up and the other ones run away from it and she like grabs you and says i'm gonna keep you here and there's this like it's like animated and it's like actually a cutscene kind of and i was yeah, like that's okay, pretty what, good yeah what's going on with this and then you gain control and all of a sudden i i feel like it's like the worst like the the movements you're doing with your gunner like all over the place and you're like wait well how am i I trying to aim trying to go here and then you get off this boat and you have to shoot people and there's like barely any ammo or direction of what to do with it and it just doesn't feel good to shoot and then you get to the firehouse and you have to like liberate it from these like cultists and then you finally defeat a vampire in the basement and it's like okay and then they open the world up and then you start getting more weapons and then to me it becomes a little bit more playable at that point um not in a good necessarily in a good way but like i see some more interest in the gameplay rather than just being a very sloppy weird game but like i'm so confused as to why they don't have like cut scenes like that and it's 100% must be a budget thing but it's almost a design thing because there's a point when you take a fucking film reel to a theater (laughs) (laughs) and you put the film reel in the theater and you play it and what do you think is going to happen you think you're going to see a video but no you get the slowest and least animated still images I've ever seen in my life for this movie theater being like why did I go to a movie theater to do this it's a cool set piece but if you're not going to play a movie
0: it's like the things like I could do in Premiere by just like <laughs> taking images and like s- like p- making them a little bit bigger using yeah. like keyframes. Like it's it's yeah. really, really simple. Uh yeah, I mean like I'm gonna say that their fucking cutscene budget went on these trailers because the trailers look great and like those pre pre-animated one, like the non-gameplay ones, like look really great. Um yeah, I don't know. Like I, I think this whole game just feels dead. It feels so lifeless. Um uh, like I know that you know, we just talked about like the opening and like yeah, I think the opening is pretty bad. Um, but I don't think that the rest of the game is that much better because they like it, the game will, you, you go to this firehouse. It's like your main hub, um, where you get a mission and then it sort of just like smacks you on the butt as you walk out the door and like, go have fun. Like go, go to the, go to the place on the map and and go figure out how to do what you want to do. And I think in a game like dishonored in a game like Prey in a game, like, uh, what's the one that just came out? Death loop. Uh, maybe less of Deathloop, but, um, pray and dishonored, uh, like kind of do a similar thing where they just like put you on one side of the map and they go, go, go into that one place and go, but figure out how you're going to get there and figure out what you're going to do there. Um, but those games have like so much going on inside those levels and inside those maps and areas, um, that there is to like interact with and do. And, and like there are mechanics for you to think about and weigh and, and whatever, um, whereas this game, like, there's just nothing like the solutions to the problems that come up when, when you get to your locations are like just or it's just it's a shooter. Just shoot the, the guys. The game tries to be like, play your own way. You can maybe stealth it up, but the stealth mechanics are terrible. Um, the enemy AI will either see you through walls or like like they're not the stealth isn't an option. In my opinion, there's not a way that you could have a stealth build in this game, which is fine if you're making a shooter. But the fact that the game tries to be like, you can try stealth or you can try breaking into windows or like lock picking doors or whatever. Like when those options just don't really exist because then you break in a window and then all the enemies are alerted and they start shooting you. You unlock the back door and you go through the back door. And there's enemies inside and they start shooting you. Like there's just like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it just doesn't give you like great ways to engage with, with uh, the world. And if it wants to be a shooter, that's fine. But the shooting sucks. The shooting is like so bad. And you talked about the controls being bad. I, I think like I'm pressed to hard pressed to remember a game that has felt worse with a controller. Like it just feels really, really bad. Um, in my opinion, um, I don't know. I have. I am not gonna play more of this game. Really, like I, I played enough to to be able to talk about it and see it. But like, I it looks really bad. I think too. Like like it runs poorly. Um, the textures for me don't pop in. The the digital foundry breakdown for the Xbox Series X and S version of this game I think is really good. Talking about like the pop in that happens and like. I mean, it'll take upwards of 10 seconds for textures to pop in. They talk about, like, the firehouse, like, right when you walk in there's, to the like the atrium, there's, like, a big firehouse logo on the ground that'll take 15 seconds to load in. And then the second you look away from it and look back, it's, like, this really, really low-res thing. I Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I think this game's not good.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to say something. I don't know if yeah. this is going to anger the, the world, okay? Please. I've never played Dishonored 2 before. Dishonored 2? I've never played it before. Okay. I would rather play Redfall though, whoa, than Dishonored One.
0: Whoa, that is a take. Now
1: look at look at me. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the camera. I'm, I'm looking. Well, I can't look at the camera and you because they're different things. Um, but I'm looking. I am aware Dishonored is a better video game, mm-hmm. better produced, better whatever. But there's just something about a world like Redfall that I can just go around and have a very loose objective and just get to that objective and do whatever I want. And I think you could say like, well, Dishonored is like that, but not really because Dishonored was a much more funneled game than I than I think Dishonored 2 is. It's much more like you have to go here. These enemies come here. And I remembered with Dishonored, I would be frustrated with how they were like making me go through the level. And I really couldn't do whatever I want because I got wind that there was a bad ending if you killed people. So of course I'm going to try not to kill every single person that I could do. And it was just like one of those frustrating things. But this game, it's just kind of like, whatever, shut my brain off, get this gun, this gun's numbers are higher, I go forward, I shoot this other thing, next thing I know, it's three hours, you know, like, I mean, but, that's like,
0: <laughs> I don't know, but I, I think, like, I think you just don't like the game of Dishonored, right? Like, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Dishonored just asks you to engage with its mechanics and whatever, and this game is just a mindless shooter. Correct, would you correct. rather play this, or would you rather play, Far, like, Far Cry. Far Cry. Right, you, like like any from, any far, of the, these cries, other
1: far, far Cry is a better version of this, and I know yeah. this is this is not me saying that this is like a good game. I don't want you to to get that to make you think that. It's just the the kind the way the game is. I can just shut my brain off, go to a house, get all the shit out of that house, go to the next house, get all the shit out of that house, go to the next house. Oh, wait, I can't go into that house. Whatever. Go to the next house and like just kind of go through it. Mm-hmm. And the, the numbers keep going up for me. So, so far, if I'm looking at this game and what's good about this game, uh, you get guns that get are better than other guns. And you keep doing that as you level up. And you keep getting little powers that get better that don't really feel like you get much better. Um, you get some like magic powers for your characters that they don't really explain I how suck. or why. I suck. Um, who are you? Uh, Layla, the girl I'm with the big I'm, hair. I'm, Le- I'm Layla too. First thing she gets is like a shield, yeah, whatever. Um, don't and have then, to use
0: it, the enemies don't hit you.
1: Yeah, the, <laughs> the second thing, well, no, no, no. Here's the thing if you get real close to someone and you're low on ammo, uh, they can like you can get an upgrade to make it get regenerate some ammo.
0: I well, know. that's very exciting, amazing, isn't it? That's anyway, exciting.
1: The second power you get is this stupid lift power that yeah. I don't know why it's there. Why would like, you ever use it? Like, it's, it's, I, I used it one time to jump over a fence.
0: That's that was fun. Pre- that
1: was pretty cool. See, that's um, that's
0: that's an immersive sim
1: right there. Yeah, yeah. But again, I think for me with this game, it is not a good game. It is yeah. not a game. I, I would be furious if I spent anything on this game. Um, yeah. But, and I hate to say this, is on Game Pass. So if you like to watch Dumpster Fires, and if you... I have a free 2 hours to turn your brain off and just do something. I think this is at least worth downloading. Um that might give people the wrong idea about this game because it's like, oh my god, we have so many downloads <laughs> for this game. Uh but it's like one of those things like, hey, I mean it's there. Yeah, it's a $70 game. It's a $70 game, Peter. It's $70 <sighs>
0: if you bought it. I would be so angry. I would have I would I would be so angry if I bought this game uh yeah I, like to me like i i, I wouldn't recommend. i don't recommend this game to anyone but like i think it's kind of interesting play to it. look at like to play like, to play and and to play for an hour and go like what the fuck happened here i think it's like yeah. a really good example of like doing everything wrong in my like in my opinion i think it is a really really great example of like every single part of the game i think is is bafflingly unfinished or bad um in a, in a way that I think is kind of fascinating to talk about at the very least and be like, how did this happen? And, and I'll be interested to hear um, what happened in a year or two when some people stop working at that company and then go talk to Jason Trier or whoever. Um, Phil Spencer, though, has some thoughts on it. He went on the kind of funny X cast and talked with the people there uh, in a pretty candid interview, uh, to be entirely honest with you, where uh, he, he answered some some questions about this. Um, He seemed to be kind of visibly frustrated, not with the the questions, but just rather like the situation in general, Um, talking about how um, the game was received. They thought that this was going to be scoring like in the 70s from their mock reviews and everything like that, Um, whereas uh, they, they,
1: they said he said double digits better. Um, which I think means like the, tens, right? the 10 points. So I don't know when this happened and where the Metacritic score was there. So it could have been theoretically a 65. That he wanted? Not wanted. Or, but that they were expecting? <laughs> that they I were but to me, that
0: does, Yeah, Yeah, gosh, which even then I think whatever. Which I mean, yeah, whatever, but yeah. But he, he basically he talks about it's it's a pretty good interview. I would recommend uh, uh, listening to it if you've got the time. It's like 45 minutes. Uh, but he talks about how um, a little bit of like what it's like. He gets asked, like, why didn't you like what's the decision like process for like delaying something like this? And he basically said, like, we didn't think this game needed to be delayed because uh, uh, like it doesn't it, it's functional, like like all this sort of stuff. Um, and that like, we will delay a game if we feel that it needs to be delayed, but he doesn't exactly explain like what about this game. He, he, he said like saying just, Oh, just delay. It isn't going to be a band aid fix for something like this. Um, and that also he, that Xbox believes in the teams that they have in doing new things and trying new things. And that, you know, people could say like, Oh, well, arcane doesn't make these looter shooter games, like don't have them make a, a game like this. Um, but he talks about how like well, if we did that like that we'd be like really stunting their growth growth and then you wouldn't get things like rare making Sea of Thieves or Tango Gameworks making Hi-Fi Rush, which both of those are excellent games published by Xbox Game Studios, you know,
1: um, um, to kind of jump off what you said. Uh, yeah, this is uh, I'm pulling the quote. I didn't take the quote specifically, but from a rock paper shotgun article uh, written by uh, Graham Smith. Um, about Xbox, head Phil Spencer says, Redfall of problems, not a delay question. And the exact quote he says, when a game needs to be delayed, we did with Halo, we did with Starfield, we did with Redfall, because the production timeline is saying we have this vision and our production timelines don't get us to the completion of that vision. We do delay games, we do that. And then he goes on, if I think about a team's execution on a game, we had a creative vision and did, we realized that the vision through the game we created, that's not a delay question if the answer is no. So to me, they didn't delay this game again because this was what the de- the design of the game was supposed to be. Which and is it, so wild. And and this is what they were, I don't think expecting with reviews, but this is what they were expecting with the game. This was, was what the vision for the game was when they were pitching it. And because of that, it's like you delay this game. Is it going to fix the core problems with the game? If you, uh, uh, a phrase you put lipstick on a pig it's still a pig yeah. you know you- it's,
0: it's wild like because because what you're saying like to me is is if you talked to the people who made redfall and you were like here's the problems i have with it they'd be like yeah what do you mean why is that a problem you know like like what <laughs> it's 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 one of those things to me where like did you play it <laughs> Did yeah. you, you know, I don't know. Like- and he he said, I think there's a
1: fundamental piece of feedback that we get that the game isn't realizing the creative vision it had for its players. I mean, it- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they're not getting what they wanted to get out of the game, uh, which is, I guess, a functional shooter you can do with your friends, which...
0: Right, and that's just wild, too, because it's just, like, you want... Like, the, the enemy AI, this is your... Like, this was what you we're going for here like like the level design for all this even you know you've got to play your own way uh uh, pop-ups in the game like this is what you were going for i don't know it's just like to me it's just it's so this is such a miss yeah that it is that is a little baffling to me that he would say like that the team is like yeah no it's good (laughs) like it's yeah we got it I don't know if it was the
1: thought that they thought the game was good. I thought it's one of those things like, what is it going to? What use is it going to be to delay this anymore? Because this was the initial vision. This is what yeah. they did, and it's so it's so fundamentally broken, um, or the vision is so fundamentally under realized that they just can't fix that. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think it's very interesting um, with the Suicide Squad delay. Right? Is this? Yeah. One like, more thing. Because I think a lot of the issue with that game was the vision that they had for that game that people are opposed to. And I, again, you delay it a year, I don't think you can fix those fundamental dis- core design issues with it. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I, I am shocked that Phil Spencer would come out and literally say it the design just wasn't good enough i mean basically that's how i'm reading between the lines like our vision wasn't good enough and for what people wanted from this game and we couldn't deliver on that or we didn't deliver on that like what have you heard a big wig from a company say that ever
0: yeah it's it's interesting too this game reminds me a little bit of halo infinite in that like this game is so like profoundly compromised in like so many different areas and Halo Infinite, I think, also is compromised, but I think that has enough going for it in other places. And like, there's like, there are enough things that are good enough to be like fun and and good and excellent. You know what I mean? Like, like you look at like a lot of those levels in the, the latter half of that game, and it's just like it puts you in a tight little corridor with a bunch of enemies and just says go nuts. And that's kind of contradictory to like a lot of its mechanics about like having a grapple hook and, and doing like the, the fun open world stuff, you know what I mean? But like that game has the fun open world stuff and, and doesn't, it, and it doesn't feel like like you can, you can It makes up for those kind of like bad sections, in my opinion, by having a lot of great stuff in it. Whereas a game like this similarly, I think is, is has those compromises in its design but it just doesn't have anything there to make up for it for those issues. You know what I mean by that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- there's uh, – I think there's also a, a, a way to look at Halo Infinite as it being the problem with Halo Infinite was they try to give you Halo.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. Like for real. I, I like think they, that's they, really they try to part keep of the doing problem Halo with it. That, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, I, I, I think – I don't know. As I said before last week, this has been a roller coaster for me with Redfall. I was not necessarily excited at first. Um, then I got a little excited the more I saw about it. And then we got to the point where I saw the reviews and I was like, oh, maybe I was right to begin with. And I don't know. I mean, this is just a very disappointing thing to see. But um
0: i also say this, too. He talks about like the misleading marketing stuff. As well by saying and I don't know how I feel about this because it didn't feel like he owned up to this or any or it didn't, it, it didn't feel like he owned up to this or that the people interviewing him really like pressed him on this where he was talking about how like they had the videos on IGN go up showing the game running at 60 frames per second on PC knowing that the game wouldn't be able to run like that on console and like that that was like they knew that that was an issue but we're still marketing it to be performing better than it does you know what i mean um and and i was curious like where he was going with that in terms of like are you does that mean that like in the future you guys aren't going to be doing this misleading marketing stuff or or what you know what i mean like um i don't know he, he seemed he seemed like he talked about how he's frustrated and, and whatever else but it, it's also tough because i'm like well but like you guys you release this you know what i mean like I don't, know. I don't know I go back and forth on this I just think that like it's a good interview but like it'll be curious um, to see where they go from here
1: with I their marketing this and you and this I, I watched this video literally after um, uh, we recorded last week uh, and it was I think it was Destin Legary from IGN um, yep. sat down and did an interview about why video games get delayed um, mm-hmm. I wish I could find I, I want to find the video to, to like put up here Um, But one of the really interesting things that came out of that article was there's so much about like shipping a game that has nothing to do with when the game is ready. It's about looking eight months down the line like it's literally looking way way in the future and trying to first of all think about like getting space for it on a shelf and then based on getting it on the shelf then you have to work backwards about creating like the printing the discs and then even Mm -hmm. before that getting that last um uh version of it sent so it can be uh what do they call it Uh, certified or whatever um
0: like gone golden
1: even before that like when they're like putting it to get rated and reviewed and stuff
0: oh sure sure and
1: there's so many little steps here that You know, one person could be, well, why don't you just wait until the game is done before you even put it through all this stuff? But that's not how art works. I mean, anymore like things you have the ability to change things on the fly that you're just kind of like trying to hit this mark. And sometimes doing a small thing can really break the game in fundamental ways that companies cannot predict. Um, and it's not as simple. I think a lot of the times as just saying like, well, these big people up top, the, the EA wants to shove the game out before it's ready. I don't think that's always true because it will hurt their bottom line at a certain point. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's the developers who are shoving a game out before it's ready. Um, it's really not even the, the distributors who are trying to shove the game out before it's ready. It's just all these steps of what it takes to get something from a idea to design to printed to on store shelves that is part of this problem um and i don't i I, again i don't know what like the solution is to a lot of this stuff but even with the 60 frames per second thing maybe they were hoping that they could get it to run the 60 frames on consoles before they released it but they realized that there's just too many other things that came up and they didn't realize it would be like that when did they say it wasn't going to be 60 frames it wasn't that that long ago was it
0: it was a few weeks ago but he said in the interview that that when they were showing it off with running at 60, they knew that it wouldn't be, it would, it was going to be 30 on console, but they hadn't announced Mm -hmm. it
1: yet. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, even, yeah, I mean, he did say that, but
0: (laughs) yeah, I don't know. It is tough. I mean, like, like he also talks about like, if you're afraid of, of failure, you can't be making games. Like if you, if you're like, you can't be publishing games. If you're afraid of, of getting better view scores, because it happens. Obviously the goal is not to, to, have a games review poorly, but I do appreciate that. I mean, you know, I create stuff like there is just a thing when you put stuff out. I mean, we fucking, we have a podcast. Like you put stuff out there. Sometimes people don't like it and it's tough because when it's art and, or when it's like personality driven or whatever, because it's, it's like, it feels like a rejection of you, but like, you just gotta, you just gotta take that and, didn't get run with it. But um, one of my favorite books, um, I,
1: I really like the idea of like screenwriting and like, uh, you know, what it takes to write scripts and things like that. Yeah. One of my favorite books uh, about it um, is called Writing Movies for Fun and Profit. Um, it is by, let me find it, by Robert Garrant and Thomas Lennon. Uh, Thomas Lennon is a character actor you probably have seen before, uh, Reno 911. Um, whatever got the mustache, a ton of things. Um, and they basically talk about how they had this idea for Herbie fully loaded. and It was a wonderful idea. And then through the process of getting the film made, the process of Hollywood, their great idea turned into Herbie fully loaded of what we saw. And sometimes you have very little control when you have your idea to what the final product is just because of what the industry is like. There's so many like factors that get in the way of that initial creative vision, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's money, whether it's funding, whether it's getting new writers, whether it's people leaving the company, whether it's uh, up higher ups telling you to do stuff, whether it's about getting a target date because this actor can only be here during then. There's so many things that get in the way of your design sometimes that it's not always just your fault. That's why like, I think when you do art, there's such, there's such like a uh, even sometimes I don't want to say an involuntary collaboration that you have to do on your products, yeah. you know, yes. with not only the people making the the creative idea of Redfall, but like with the companies and distributors and everything like that. I just think it's a fascinating story, um, but it always comes down to one thing. I always say is that you as a consumer have your monies out there that you can use to make a statement, and if you are, you know pre-ordering stuff before it's ready Um, if you're getting too hyped about stuff before it's ready if you're still buying a game even if you think that if you hear reviews are bad and and you're unhappy with that because of how it runs like you got to make sure that you're hitting people where it counts and regardless of what it's your money and I think that this is going to be big enough that it's hurting Xbox, not only in the money, but even in its public reception. Like, it'll be really interesting to see what subscriber numbers are like after this. It's really, it would be really interesting to see um, what the sales numbers are, what the download and attach rate of Redfall is, and if that's going to be enough to make Xbox reconsider some of what it does with its games and how it announces things and its yeah. just vision in general. So, I don't know. And a lot of this is unfair to put on Xbox. This game was already in the works when the Bethesda deal went through Well, it's interesting
0: um, he talks about that too about like this is making them reevaluate how they help studios that have games in the like in the chamber as it's w- when they make acquisitions and, and they talk about how apparently and he so he says it is there di- it is their relationship with Bethesda is different for like Starfield and, and whatever else but um, yeah it, it's I think this whole story is kind of fascinating.
1: Yeah, uh, um, I love it.
0: I, I mean, I I don't love it
1: for for anyone really in terms of like the the people involved, like the money involved, the, everything involved, the people who get hurt from this stuff. But I love it in the sense that it gets us this inside look of an industry that I think so many people don't quite understand that, that talk about it and like understanding like how everything happens and how this stuff gets there. And I think – the more people come on like like Phil Spencer and are transparent about this stuff even if you're still doing a lot of the marketing speak like i'm sure there's some stuff he still couldn't necessarily talk about or say yeah. i just think it's it opens up these these interesting looks behind the scenes of how video games are made and how i think you ask anyone who makes video games it ain't that easy friends <laughs> yeah um and uh as someone who loves video games it's just it's just interesting to see more and more of that process and how it's done the good
0: and the bad uh greed let's briefly talk about the news i mean this is news but you know what i'm saying yeah cuz it's sony news and that's different than xbox cuz sony rocks everyone never had a problem with sony woo woo sony fanboy over here doing a dance unapologetically sony has shut down pixel opus oh. uh studio
1: <laughs> that's that really that really hurt, uh, hurt uh, that one, huh? Oh.
0: Pixel Opus makes, they made a Concrete Genie and um, something else. Something else that was one of those uh, 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 PlayStation exclusives. Uh, I don't know what it is. What did, it, what did they make? It's going to bother me now. Pixel Opus Games. I'm typing um, it in.
1: I'm typing it in. This is probably In, entwined, entwined. entwined. Yes, entwined. Yes,
0: yes, 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 yes. Um Yeah. So, so Pixel Opus is, is closed. Um, there's not really a whole lot of information about why or what, but um, don't expect any more games from them. I suppose um, that said PlayStation has been buying still a handful of studios. So they, I mean, they, they've got studios um, story here though, is the rumor here is that uh, there's a PlayStation showcase scheduled for uh, May 25th. So that is in, what is that, one, two, two weeks um, on Thursday. Uh, and, and so we're going to be supposedly seeing, this comes from Jeff Grubb, by the way. Um, so we are supposedly going to be seeing um, games like Spider Man, and uh, I'm going to assume stuff like Stellar Blade, and whatever else they have on the horizon, because we don't know a whole lot of like the first party Sony stuff. Maybe the Last of Us multiplayer thing that would. Been talked about um, last year and the like. Um, but yeah, not a whole lot of like Sony first party stuff that we know about fi- after Spider Man. Um, but we are supposedly going to be hearing about it on May 25th. Um, Okami Games, their uh, Twitter account, he talked about how um, rumor has it that from two different people that a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake is going to be at that PlayStation Showcase uh, as a timed PS5 exclusive. Um, and that they've got a new deal with Konami, as Sony does, uh, for Metal Gear Solid, Silent Hill, which we obviously we've got Silent Hill 2 remake uh, in the works, and uh, potentially a new Castlevania. So what do you think about all that? I know I just, that was sort of a lot here, but...
1: Uh, uh, this is kind of a side note here. Um, yeah. Is Final Fantasy Seven remake ever coming at Xbox? <laughs> Um <laughs> like I don't know cuz I know that was a timed exclusive uh yeah. and I don't know if they meant just like to PC but I thought the the idea was that it would come to Xbox eventually but regardless of that um okay first of all talking about Pixel Opus I am so sorry that happened to them um I think they made Entwine came out in 2014 yep. Conquering Genie came out in 2019 um they mentioned a little bit about how they were um coming up with they were potentially in works with a sony pictures game uh collaboration or something like that um i think it's sad i think it's one of those things when you're a gaming company no matter the size no matter who's above you um, you gotta come out with stuff you gotta come out with games and you gotta do that kind of thing but there's so many of these times when these studios come up with something and it gets shot dead somewhere in the design process and they have to start from scratch or something changes or if it was something that was associated with a Sony Pictures thing if that movie got uh, knocked down or they decided to go somewhere else with it there's a lot of things that are out of your control as a company um, and I've only played a little bit of Concrete Genie um, so maybe I'm part of the problem but I enjoyed the little bit I played and I've always like wanted to come back for it, it of those things i played it for a couple minutes just to like i downloaded it i tried it out i'm like oh i could get back to this game and i never did so shame mm-hmm. on me for that but it's sad when that happens um sad that the same day that that happens the rumors of a new state of play start coming out too yeah um but uh i'm excited for what their state of play could bring um if metal gear solid comes out i mean we don't like as you said we don't know much that's coming and just to get a better, clear picture of what is the future of Sony and what their firmer dates are gonna look like, I think could be exciting. And that's not, you know, I made that little, that little Fanny, the Sony fanboy dance at the beginning here, but it really isn't about me being a fanboy. It's about me loving video game announcements and having things a circle on a calendar. Um, I hope I get something from each of those press conferences that Jeff Grubb uh, announced uh, that will show me about what's coming out that I can be excited about. Like, metal gear solid 3 this game this could be for uh the nintendo switch the remake for it and i would be stoked for it um i don't know if you've ever played uh metal gear solid 3 but metal gear solid 3 was like the first metal gear game that i was like this is greater than just a video game like this is like a great story (laughs) exceptionally cinematic it's it's like i think looking at what kojima can be this to me is out of all of his things, one of the ones that is the strongest vision of, of Kojima as um, an artist. Um, some people think uh, Metal Gear Solid Four is good. I, I didn't like that game one bit. It I was stupid, stupid.
0: I'll be honest with you, Justin. I hope that this game comes out because I've never played a, a, a Metal Gear Solid game. Yeah, that's not and- true. I started two. I started the re- the remaster of two, and I went. This is this is a lot. And it's it hard.
1: It, it's, it's, it's hard to get past. I think some of the age and like, I think I, I said on the podcast before, when I went back to play metal gear, uh, before five came out, um, which I love five and I gave sh- four shit to four, but like three is still the best. Um, okay. but I played one first, the original one. And I'm glad I did that first cause I appreciated it. But then you go to two and then you appreciate that jump. And then you go to three appreciated that jump. And then 4, 5, P- 4, Peace Walker, and 5, I appreciated just going through that progression to see how it d- evolved. But I think if they do a remake of this game in any way that that is like remakes that we've been seeing coming out recently, you're going to love this game because the story is, it's a great story. Um, it's fun action, fun bosses, fun everything. Uh, I'm just so excited if this actually comes out and I hope it comes out this year because I drafted it, but also I love this game.
0: I know what you mean justin i think that's it i mean i know we said that like in the news is that it's zelda week but it's been kind of a light news and i kind of feel like that's because it's Zelda week because <laughs> like
1: yeah, I, I think i think people are just waiting for it i guess i guess like hope this episode will come out i think you know we'll, i don't know when things will be like released obviously we won't have a game yet as of this um but what wh- what's your excitement level right now for this where are you at
0: with zelda what are you thinking about what's going through your mind man so Elena was like, so usually I see Elena on Friday nights and, and Saturdays. And she was like, hey, so I've got some stuff going on on Friday uh, with my friends. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to see you until Saturday. Is that I was like, that's fine. Yeah, no, <laughs> so no, yeah, it's that's fine. OK. That's, that, okay. Yeah, it's that's right. fine. Um, yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to be to be in it, to be doing all the fun stuff of jumping around, climbing on stuff um you know like uh throwing my weapons when they're about to break no not in this game all the not new in this stuff. game peter what when they're mean? about
1: to break you just stick a, a goo to fuse it them. yeah yeah true. you that's fuse true. it with a with a little egg or an eye or something like that it keeps it nice and fresh for you that's true, true. put a hunk that of meat on it true. and you get a meat sword like that's cool um <laughs> yeah so i'm excited uh, i i'm i'm very 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 excited to play this game um I'm, I'm a little worried there's going to be too much going on in this game involving resources and resource management. Sure. Um, uh, there's this new feature that you get. It's like a, one of those acorn machines that you put a quarter in. And it comes out with a random toy. Are you familiar with, I don't know what they're called, like a quarter machine. You know, acorn like a little like plastic thing that you pull out. Are you talking in the game? Yeah, in the game. There's a machine like that. Oh, and okay. in that machine, you get a bunch of like upgrades, and not upgrades, you get a bunch of temporary use items that you can use to like significantly enhance your maneuverability or your ability to make things. Um so I'm worried, because if I'm thinking, if I'm reflecting on what happened in the in the last game. I really enjoyed when you had the objectives to go to and just get across the map. But when I'm in the post-game, I think one of the things that's frustrating is that you need to farm a lot of materials. You run mm-hmm. out of your weapons really fast, and you have to like be able to like find out where all the weapons are hidden and stuff like that. So there's a lot of like these consumables that you just feel like at a certain point, I got to get another fucking bat wing. Oh my God. Just to get the stupid costume piece. So I would be a little worried that this game is going to rely too much on that stuff. And there'll be almost too many things that I'm juggling, but those are my worries. So if I get these reviews come out and they're like, it's awesome. And they're like, there's a story. And it's like, get in. And it's like music. And it's like, I get to play more. And it's like, there's dungeons. And it's like, <laughs> and there's all these cool other things. And you get to play a Zelda. And I'm just going to go crazy, man. So yeah, consumable resources, acorn machines, all that stuff. Maybe it'll suck. But you know what? I can't, it can't mess my vibe up for this game.
0: I, I don't I don't know if it's gonna suck. I think it's gonna be pretty good. What if it's in a six opinion.
1: out of ten? What if it's a fifty-five out of hundred? i would be 1.9 user score I, I would be wildly wildly surprised what would be more shocking this or redfall this
0: <laughs> this this, this, this. this, this.
1: <laughs> nintendo would go bankrupt i'm pretty sure yeah
0: yeah but uh hey that is our show for this week kind of uh obviously i tell a lie because we've got another uh, uh episode coming up uh it'll be it'll be on the feed when this episode goes live um that is our Jedi Survivor uh, spoiler cast. So make sure that you uh, check that out if you're interested in it. Um, if you're still working your way through the game, we, I think, are going to be talking about, like, the full-ass game. So just save that until um, save that until you've beaten it and, uh, and then give that a listen. Thanks so much for listening. As always, remember to jump into our Discord server. The link to that is in the description of this episode if you're feeling monetarily generous patreon.com slash pod, become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 po- uh, deluxe podcast producer like Noel, like dave parker um if you can't all good just rate us on your podcast player of choice and follow us on twitter at hitboxpod that's all i ask and that's all i have for you justin anything else to add
1: yes wendy's junior well, hamburger and Wendy's, yeah uh, there's
0: more of us than there are of them so we're gonna storm them and um uh, I do like their chili. I think or just good.
1: do what I did and go to McDonald's afterwards. They never mess up my order.
0: <laughs> no. They got good. I, I like McDonald's fries more than Wendy's fries. There I said it. Always remember old games are old. Bye. Bye.